What's up guys, Drew Cavalier, AthleteX.com. Today we continue a popular series, the best dumbbell exercises, this time for back. But instead of giving you a mind-numbingly boring, poorly copied video with exercise selections that are based on misinterpreted and misinformed EMG data, we're gonna do what we always do here on this channel, guys, and bring you the unique training perspective of why we're selecting these exercises based on the goal that you're trying to achieve as we've done in this entire series. And to do that, I'm gonna select the best back exercises you can do with dumbbells for strength, power, hypertrophy or eccentric overload, a metabolic effect, a total body exercise, a corrective exercise, and then also our sort of miscellaneous category. So with that being said guys, we got a lot of ground to cover. Let's jump right into our first exercise selection for strength. Alright guys, when it comes to strength, the goal here is always going to be to progressively overload, to allow your body to adapt, to get stronger to the movement that you're doing. And while we have some rowing options we can incorporate with some dumbbells, I think the best way to load weight into your system as a whole is to add some weight to one of the more difficult exercises in general, and that is the pull-up. The pull-up is one of the better back-building exercises you can do on its own. Add some additional weight here, as you see with the dumbbell, and now we've really got something to work with. The fact is, guys, we can add the dumbbell in a number of different ways. One, as I showed you here in the past, you can take a leash and wrap it around the dumbbell you're using, just like this. I say a leash because if you want to train at home, there's no limitations here, guys. If you're at a gym, whip out a dip belt if you want. But wrap it around the dumbbell, hang it on your hips, jump up on the bar, and go. Of course, if you want something more traditional here, just place the dumbbell on the floor, step up onto it, reach down with your toes, grab it in between your feet, and you're ready to go as well. As you can see, guys, the back takes a tremendous amount of load here. Again, the system weight is what's important here. The additional dumbbell weight added to the weight of your own body creates a great opportunity for overload and progressive overload by simply adding more weight to the dumbbell each time you do the exercise. Next, we move on to the power selection here, guys. And we know that if we're going to train for power, there has to be some element of speed and explosivity to the exercise we're performing. And for me, there's none better than this, the dumbbell dead row. The dead row is performed from the floor as a great pulling exercise, just like the deadlift, but it actually stops at about the level of the knee in terms of the hip contribution. From that point on, you wanna drive the dumbbells up in a rowing motion, using your arms and driving your elbows back behind your body into extension to get those lats working. The element of explosivity comes from the fact that the ground-based forces generated through your feet into the ground are going to drive this movement to become as explosive as it is. You can load up the weight here as much as you can handle, and this is a zero-momentum exercise that's going to require a lot of coordinated explosiveness, again, through your feet, up into your arms, and ultimately through the back and the lats to help you to develop some explosive power. All right, next up we move on to hypertrophy. And when we're trying to create muscle growth, we actually look to do the opposite of what we're doing when we have a strength or a power focus. Instead of trying to incorporate a lot of muscles into the activity you're doing, you try to focus and isolate the work to the muscle you're trying to create overload on, looking for inefficiency. And here, if we're trying to create more lat growth, we need to make the lats do all the work. And we can do that the best with the classic dumbbell pullover as you see here. Now, a couple things about the setup. You want to position your body perpendicular to the bench instead of laying alongside of it. Why? Because it allows us to manipulate our hips. You might be thinking, why is it important to manipulate your hips? Because we want to create more stretch. We want to give ourselves another opportunity for eccentric overload and stretch on the muscle we're trying to develop, a known stimulus for muscle hypertrophy. And we can do that by dropping the hips down. You see, I simply just allow them to drop, realizing that the attachments of the lats are going to get further from each other when the hips get further apart than the arms. And we can do that simply by letting the hips drop. 
Now as we drop the dumbbell back in position, you should immediately feel a lot of tension placed on the lats. You come up and you complete this as you normally would. Here's another tweak I think is extremely beneficial here. You do some forced eccentrics, some assisted eccentrics at the end. When you are done, just because you are concentrically fatigued, it doesn't mean that you can't do some more additional eccentric work. We know that we're stronger there, and we can by simply cheating the motion back up to the start position. So what I do is I just drag the dumbbell over one of my shoulders, I extend it up over my chest here, utilizing more triceps than anything else, and then I go back into a nice long-armed eccentric pullover. I come back again, shorten the arms, take away all the concentric work or as much as I can. I go back up into position again, eccentrically lower. Do a few forced reps this way, and I promise you're going to get even more out of an already effective exercise for creating hypertrophy. All right, next up is our metabolic exercise. And when we're training metabolically, looking for that burn, we need to have an exercise that allows us to do it. But we don't want to compromise the low back in the process because we know that any standing row variation, while being able to be repped out through that burn, is going to cause fatigue in the low back first, which is going to compromise the safety of the exercise. But we can do that if we put ourselves in this position here. And this is a chest-supported touch row. We have a couple things to discuss here. Number one, the position on the bench. The bench is going to protect that low back. It's going to allow us to fatigue the lats without having to worry about the fatigue of the low back posturally that we would get in standing. Now we talk about the touch row. We have these dumbbells placed out in front of us and the ones we're holding are actually being targeted to touch those. Why? It gives us an additional stretch on the latch for additional benefits as we go out with each repetition out in front of the body. Again, realizing the anatomy of the lats is going to require that the arm travel up and ahead of us to get more of a stretch. But additionally, those other dumbbells are literally sitting out there waiting for you to keep that burn going, to metabolically increase the effectiveness of the exercise by simply drop setting right down to them and doing another set as soon as you're done with the first set of dumbbells. And this is where the metabolic effect comes in, guys. Remember, when you're trying to train metabolically, you push to that level of burn and then through it. And for this exercise here, because of that setup here, we protected the low back in the process and made it a much better selection. All right, next we move on to the total body exercise option here, guys. And obviously, to hit this criteria, you got to work your whole body. But we have to be able to hit the lats well. And that's what this exercise does. This is the man maker. With a single pair of dumbbells, we're going to be able to go from a push-up into a renegade row on each side, jump right in, clean them up, stand and press, and come back down. If you look at the component motions here, we're getting a push into a pull, back into a total body push. So I like the effectiveness of the exercise and the sequencing that it provides. But if you look at the exercise in a little bit more detailed, you'll see a couple things. Number one, we're actually not compromising the back in the process of doing a total body exercise. Why? Because the weight is actually going to be determined by what you can renegade row. Right? You don't have to forcefully choose a very lightweight to be able to do the press. The standing clean and press is the most explosive portion of this. We're going to be able to use a pretty heavy dumbbell set to do that. So really what's determining what dumbbells we use is your ability to renegade row them. So we're not having to compromise the effectiveness of the exercise in targeting and hitting the lats. A great exercise option, again, you put this into a circuit, you incorporate it into a total body program, it's going to fit in nicely and it's going to hit your lats in the process. All right, moving on now, we hit our corrective exercise, guys. And you know how important the correctives are. They literally determine, I think, your longevity and how you stay injury-free in your training. When you forget to do these, that's when injuries crop up. In the particular case here in the back, we want to try to work on incorporating the W raise. 
And where does it get its name from? It's the position of your arms in relation to your body. You're literally trying to form a W. And when you get into the position that I'm doing this from, you'll see a couple things happening. You're hitting a lot of back muscles, but most importantly, you're hitting some of those back muscles that people don't even regard as back muscles, namely the rotator cuff. We know that if we can get the muscles on the back side of the shoulder to externally rotate that shoulder, we're going to incorporate the rotator cuff into what we're doing. This is how the W raise will do that. We know that to get the hands into this position, to create a W, we need to get the hands back behind the elbow into this position here. That is going to demand external rotation of the shoulder. Different than if I just try to get the arms back behind the body this way into extension, which is going to be driven mostly by the rear delt. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The rear delt is a muscle in the back that's going to benefit from you trying to work it. But if we let the external rotation of the shoulder drive it rather than the extension of the shoulder, then we're going to get, more importantly, that activation of the rotator cuff that's being ignored otherwise. It's a really easy exercise to do, but as I said, it's got a lot of bang for its buck. You're hitting not just that rotator cuff, but the mid-scapular muscles, the low back to stay in that position. The fact is, guys, it's an all-in-one exercise. It's going to give you a lot of corrective benefits that are going to last long after this set ends. And last but not least, guys, we have our miscellaneous category, the one that allows us to sort of assign one exercise that hasn't necessarily hit everything we want to hit with these exercise selections. And this one gives us the opportunity to go a little bit lower. I've mentioned it many times already how important it is, and that is the low back. And for me, I want to do the bench reverse hyper. This can be a weighted exercise. For some, you may not be able to even tolerate any weight, but if you choose even a light dumbbell here, it's going to apply a little additional overload that's going to make this exercise even more effective and beneficial for you because we know that the glutes and low back, which need to work together, are not only chronically undertrained, but they're also chronically undertrained with weight. This gives us a chance to do that. So, what you want to do is you want to lay face down on the bench as I'm doing here, right at about hip height, cutting off at the end of the bench. Now, you reach down with your feet, as I'm doing here, to grasp the dumbbell between them. At this point, all you're looking to do is initiate with a glute squeeze. Try to squeeze your butt as tight as you can and bring the legs back out behind you and keep them straight. It's going to start as a glute exercise, but what it's going to do is transmit that force upwards into the low back, again, demanding that the low back coordinate its efforts with the glutes, a very overlooked undertrained aspect of all people's training is going to get hit really well here. Do these for about 10 to 15 quality repetitions, making sure that you're initiating this contraction and maintaining the contraction with those two areas. Don't look for substitution. Don't try to swing the weight up as hard as you can. The fact is quality contractions rule the day when it comes to not just the corrective we just covered, but this specialization exercise as well. So there you have it, guys. Hopefully you found these exercises helpful to you, depending upon what you're training for. Remember, guys, no matter what it is that you're trying to accomplish here, it should be a prescriptive exercise selection based around that. And I've given you a lot of options here, depending upon what it is your focus is at the moment in your training. If you're looking for a step-by-step -step plan where we have a progression built into every single workout we do, all of our plans are available over at athletics.com. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know also what I'm going to cover, maybe even in this series, and I'll do my best to do that for you. If you haven't already done so, guys, make sure you click subscribe and turn your notifications so you never miss a new video, especially in this series, when we put one out. All right, guys. See you again soon.